I'm your host, Eric Tate. We have a great show for you this week. The multi-talented, multilingual performer Inyaki Zabaleta is our main event. You've seen him on Penn & Teller, and when he was here in Columbus for his live act, we fell in love with his magic. We talk working resorts in China, learning your act in a new language, and so much more. Nick LaCapo stops by the studio to talk about the newly released R. Paul Wilson effect, Backfire. But first, Kyle Purnell shares with me his top five tricks in under five minutes in a segment we call the Top Five Under Five. Kyle Purnell, thanks so much for joining us here on the Penguin Magic Podcast for the top five under five. All right, Kyle, hit me with your top five tricks in under five minutes. Oh, geez, okay. Uh, I would say... Let's go with number five. Number five, number five. Yeah, uh, yeah don't give them to me all at once. Just... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I've been, I have been uh, perfecting my polyphonics, so... Um, no, I would say uh, definitely this, this is kind of a weird one. This is one uh, that I don't think a lot of people do, but it's um, Jay Sankey's Imposters. Oh, okay. So I like, I really, really, truly like a lot of Jay Sankey stuff, but what is Imposters? Imposters is uh, a signed card apparently goes into uh, the magician's pocket, and then you take uh, some cards from the deck and doing a few classic color changes, uh, looks like the card uh, is an imposter and looks like the signed card that we know is in the pocket. Mm. And uh, you do that once, you do that twice, and then when you, uh, the spectators turn over the cards that are apparently now these imposter cards, they're back to the way they were because the uh, sign card was in the pocket the whole time. It's a very kind of straightforward method, mm-hmm. uh, but it's such an engaging uh, premise uh, to the spectators. And I do this all the time uh, when people come back to the restaurant that I work at. Where uh, where is Imposters published? Um, it's impl- I believe uh, I don't know. It's, it's it's a lot of different places. I think I got it uh, as an old Penguin Magic uh, download actually. Oh okay. All right. Well, yeah. uh, hop on Penguin, search for Imposters if you're interested. In it. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to number four. Oh, number four, I would say has got to be. Oh, uh, you know what? It's probably going to be Garrett Thomas's ring thing. Oh, ring thing is beautiful. I, I, I'm always surprised it doesn't show up here more, but it's such a wonderful effect, and his teaching of it is really good. Yes. And the, the different phases are really fantastic, and if you buy it from Garrett, you get a perfect ring for it, which yes. is nice. It's it's one of those effects that's um, it's really nice to open with. I open with this all the time mm-hmm. because it allows me to... Uh, to not only do a piece of visual magic that's a great opener, but it also doesn't require a lot of interaction mm-hmm. uh, to the point where I don't need to make them uncomfortable by asking for a ring or something. Like I can use my yeah. ring, I can take a step back, I can show them kind of what I do, mm-hmm. uh, I can kind of become a human first, and so then they can open up and so I can uh, kind of get in their space a little bit more a little bit later on. Really all of Garrett's ring stuff is really great for for just about exactly what you described it's yeah. just like as a, as a really great opener to establish the magic and establish that you know you're bona fides almost before they before you start actually in getting in their space great 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 addition to the list let's move on to number three number three has probably got to be uh and i feel kind of weird saying this but uh it's something of mine which mm-hmm. is uh called the b cuss uh the business card utility slight uh and it's a technique, but I use it uh, specifically in a f- effect uh, with a Pac-Man character. Oh, okay. And uh, and the Pac-Man uh, visually slides across the uh, the card to 
eat the, the cherries uh, and it's immediately examinable and it's a good way to hand out your business card. Oh, that's great. Well, and I know you work behind a bar and you do restaurant yeah. magic a lot. And so being able to have that is, is definitely a really great utility device. Yeah. And it's a, it's a good move too. I mean, like I think if you do any business card magic because should show up in your repertoire. Yes. Thank you. Let's move on to number three, number two, uh, number two, uh, it's <laughs> has got to be, uh, the ox bender. Oh, wow. many Lennonfeld's one-handed coin bending tool. Absolutely. It, I when I first found out about it, I was not on board. I was like, "This is stupid. I mm -hmm. I don't get it. I don't get what, what's what's the advantage of this." And then I put it in my hand. It was I th I thought it was you know a little bit bulky, mm -hmm. but I was playing around with it after I got one. And everything I initially thought is completely wrong. It totally flies. It's so much better to do uh, bend with one hand because you don't get those chicken wings, mm -hmm. and. Uh, and you can do it. You don't need any misdirection. Uh, and it is something I do every single gig. And it is a wonderful, wonderful thing that I always have with me. I have it with me right now because I, mean, I ne never want to be without it. It's The ox bender is one of those things that every like serious metal bender, when they first got a hold of it, they were like, this is ridiculous. And then years later, they're like, I will never go anywhere without <laughs> yes. it. It's so good. It is. I mean, it is the single best coin bending tool in the market, bar none. I totally agree with that. Uh, I mean, I, yeah, we could talk for days about Oxbender, but let's move on to number one. Kyle, what's your number one? Uh, oh, man. So this is, uh, this is kind of a, a tricky one, but I'm going to say, uh, because I've said, I've said this before, even, though, even mm -hmm. before I knew I was going to be on, the, on, on this podcast, but mm -hmm. uh, one of my favorite thing, pieces to perform is something that's not out yet, mm -hmm. and it is called the Hancock Effect. Oh, yeah. You were, you were showing this off at a couple of magic conventions, yes. and uh, we actually, as of right now, we just completed filming the Hancock Effect. It's very cool. Tell everyone what it is. Uh, it is a effect with a genuinely borrowed bill and you put the uh, and you draw a box uh, on one side of the bill you draw an arrow on the other side of the bill the spectator uh follows directions and signs their initials underneath the arrow and then incredibly visually you just peel off their initials uh and you give it to their uh to the spectator and they throw it back on the bill and then unbelievably they open them up, and then in that box that you drew from the beginning is their genuine initials, and they can immediately keep that as a little gift and a souvenir. And you've performed this on your Instagram, correct? Yes. So I've, people can head to your Instagram and, and check out and see what it is and start like lathering themselves up for, for, for <laughs> when it finally comes out. Yes. The, the Instagram one is designed for Instagram, so it's a little bit different. Mm -hmm. uh, it was designed kind of with more eye candy in mind, mm -hmm. uh, but you can definitely get the idea from it. Yeah. It's a, it's a beautiful effect that everyone is, is really going to enjoy, and you've put some really interesting work into this. Well, Kyle Purnell, thanks so much for joining us here on the Penguin Magic Podcast for the Top 5 Under 5. Absolutely. Thanks to Kyle Purnell for joining us. Kyle has some phenomenal tricks coming out with Penguin in the next few months that you are going to want to keep your eye out for. Now, on to the main event. Inyaki Zabaleta is a FISM-winning card worker and globe-trotting magician whose act is full of clever methods and wildly visual magic. His effect, Discarded Aces, has appeared on Pen and Teller Fool Us. He's in a unique position because he works all over the world and has been able to perform his act in English, Spanish, and Mandarin. Inyaki sat down with me to discuss the ins and outs of translating your show into a new language that you don't speak, and now you get to join our conversation. Inyaki Zabaleta, thanks so much for joining me here on the Penguin Magic Podcast. I, I know everyone around here was 
very excited because when we saw you come up on the calendar. We were like, oh, where's this guy from? And then we heard Argentina, and we love South American magicians around here. Every time you guys come up, you just blow the doors off of our audience. And, well, and you're, you're you very no kind. Exception. You're very kind. Thank you very much. You're oh, very kind. It you're was very kind. Fantastic. And so now you're you're from Argentina. I am from Argentina. And yes. Our uh, our listeners should know that you won the uh, 2013 Card Magic. Fizzle? Yeah. Was it 2013? Uh, no, no. Two. Uh, 2003. Oh, 2003. 2003. 2003. Uh, uh, my bad, my bad. It's a long time ago now. <laughs> it's, uh, maybe. And now, uh, but you've been working for the past several years in China, which yes, is interesting. That's yeah, that's it. The last uh, three years I have been working in China, yes. Now, how did you end up, uh, how did you end up from Argentina working in China? Well, um, I have a... Um, um, uh, best manager in world is uh, Juliana Chen. <laughs> oh, Juliana Chen is kisses your manager. Juliana for you. Oh, and I, I, I met her in the 2006. Mm-hmm. So uh, we worked together several times. And last time I was in Spain performing, she mm-hmm. called me and said, hey, I have a contract for you in China. It's a one-year contract. I said, wow, uh, do you want? Yeah, why wow. not? And okay, speak with my wife. My wife say, okay, let's mm-hmm. go. Why not? <laughs> oh, so your wife travels with you, and you both, yeah, yeah, you because both live in China. Yeah, probably one year separated is a cause of divorce, you know, <laughs> in a normal marriage, normally. Yeah. Uh, so you were telling me a very interesting story about how you you got to China, and you're working in different areas in different rooms. So there's one room where it's a bit smaller, and you're doing parlor magic to music, and then yeah. other where you're much closer, and then the big stuff. And you were telling me you. you can perform your act in Chinese now? Yes, right now I can perform my act in Chinese, mm-hmm. uh, full full one man show in mm-hmm. in Chinese. Um, yes, it was a difficult difficult situation at the beginning because um, I have to perform in one big uh, five star hotel, mm-hmm. and I have to do it like uh, for for our listeners to imagine it's like uh, a street magic situation, but inside the hotel I have the people surrounding me, wow. and I can have uh, from thirty or forty people up to eighty people there. Wow. And I have no music, no translator. Um, normally, Chinese don't speak English. Mm-hmm. Uh, so um, I, I, I can solve the situation at the beginning. No, mm-hmm. not, uh, I have the tools for doing it. I read the table. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> yeah. uh, but uh, maybe are not the, the, the tricks I would like to do in that moment. Mm-hmm. Or uh, they were not my favorite tricks. And I spent a lifetime uh, performing, uh, building a repertoire. So. Yeah. So I want to do my tricks in yeah. the, in that even in that situation. Um, when I realized I, I need to to learn how to speak Chinese. Mm-hmm. So the first uh, th- this was a very good experience for me. It was very nice because first thing I have to do is I have to take all the I have to take all all my routines and and I have to analyze with this strictly necessary to say mm-hmm. because. Every word I say have a cost for me. Mm-hmm. I need to learn, and also I have the risk that people don't understand me when I speak. Mm-hmm. So um, this is very good because now I use this method in all my, my routine. Say, okay, now what I really need, even if I speak Spanish, this is my, my, my mother language, mm-hmm. uh, I say, okay, what is strictly necessary to do? And what is strictly necessary to say? And first I analyze this and I build a routine with this, and then I add other things. Of course, I make jokes and everything, mm-hmm. but this is comes comes later. The important thing uh, is uh, the the basic, the, the 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 structure of the routine. Yeah. What what is strictly necessary for your audience to understand yeah. to be able to not only process what the trick is, but for them to be able to interact with it. Yeah. Correctly? Yes. It's uh, uh, how to say. It's first they must understand, and then 
I need to potency the effect. This is also important mm -hmm. sometimes in a routine. So um, having this, okay, you can do the routine in other language. Then when you start to to learning more and more the language, you can uh, add more things, maybe jokes or maybe more mm -hmm. things. But with only this, mm -hmm. so I started learning the cards and learning this guy, and then yeah. well, I realized I need to to speak more because in Chinese you need to, to know the tones and everything. Oh, that's right. For, for those are listeners who are not aware of this, Chinese is a tonal language. And yes, so, you have four tones. Yeah. And if you put the, the tone in the wrong way, you are saying yeah. something is not yeah, correct. You could be saying hello or you could be cursing Some, the Pope. Yes. <laughs> I mean, it's, yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. So um, this is difficult, but well, it's a little practice and mm -hmm. you can do. And also I spent uh, three years there mm -hmm. and I did a lot of shows there. So yeah. Uh, as soon as I can, I can speak uh, more and more Chinese. Mm -hmm. um, my my work there was better and better. I mm -hmm. started working in the circus much better because I can speak. I can do for for much more people. And well, what's great experience. The, what's the reaction from uh, Chinese people when they walk up to you and they hear someone speaking? presumably Mandarin in an Argentinian accent. <laughs> well, I imagine my accent should be very funny for them. Yeah. Um, I think they like very much. In fact, sometimes when I start speaking, I, I do it on purpose. I just uh, say uh, thank you when, when I when I open it with a musical like normal. Sorry to interrupt, but this week the show is brought to you by R. Paul Wilson's Backfire. Nick Lacapo stopped by the studios to talk about this flashback masterpiece. Nick, I am so excited to talk to you about this because I used to do the original version of it that R. Paul Wilson put out, and he came to us and wanted to do a new version that is even better. It's backfire. We had to we had to pry this out of him, man. Oh. And uh, man, this is good. This is so good. I, this is one of the best tricks I've seen this year. I'm really excited that he this came is in out. to film this with us right after we got done doing the Max event with him in New York. And he showed this to us, and I was like, "Why are you putting this out? I don't want other people to have this. It's, it's so, it's too good." <laughs> well, he didn't want to put it out. I mean, not that he didn't want anybody mm. to have it. It's just that it is. I can't imagine being the only person, you know, that had this trick for yeah. as long as he did. Because let's, let's it's talk an a little incredible bit, trick. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about what it is, because the original ricochet effect was you had four kings and four aces. The audience chose what you were putting down, the kings of the aces, and then one at a time, they transformed. The aces transformed into the kings, and then when they went to go turn the cards back over, the cards retransposed again. So mm -hmm. when they thought they were turning over the aces, they turned over the kings, and they looked back in your hand, the kings had turned back into the aces. Mm -hmm. Astonishing effect. This is the same thing, but it's crazy visual, happens one at a time. Yes. Uh, like, not, you don't even really use sleight of hand with this. Well, so with, with magicians, that whole moment, if, if you've never seen that, like, kickback moment, that ricochet moment where, mm -hmm. where all of a sudden the cards that were there are now the other spot and flip-flop, it's such a powerful thing to experience for the first time. But we get hung up on that a lot because as magicians, it's hard to get fooled by yeah. things, right? So that's why we always, like, love that moment. But one of the crazy things about backfire is th that Paul has kind of discovered as well you've seen well you should go on penguin and watch mm -hmm. the the download or the um, not the download but the actual performance of this on the site he's using a like a cloth napkin or just a borrowed whatever mm -hmm. uh, which really elevates 
the trick off the table, but also makes it stronger with the cards coming in and out of view mm. from the spectator. Because the changes are not happening. I mean, there's some changes that happen out in the open, but it's actually a better trick when things are like concealed yeah. just a little bit. Uh, and you'll see that from the performance. You'll see the, 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 uh, the excitement that, that builds there. There's so much to learn from him on, on this effect. Yeah. And, and it's just, it's, it's really interesting because if you start to apply some of the lessons from this to other tricks with the staging that he's got going on, it's fantastic. So like the download is, the download portion of this is worth it just for that. Uh, learning experience alone, but the gimmicks. I mean, these these come with custom printed gimmicks on nice uh, yeah. cardstock. I mean, so, you're, you're yeah. Able to so use what it. is this, right? Like, mm -hmm. it, so it it's, it is based on uh, a, a previous release of his, but it's mm -hmm. like you know, it's a variation of Ricochet, it's a variation of Reset, mm -hmm. um, all inspired by the kickback trick from long, long, long ago. But what you're what the the key point here is that Paul has stripped all the moves out. Yeah. There's no moves. The the cards are gimmicked <laughs> in such a way that you do almost nothing. You almost do and nothing. And get amazing. And it's right. like, it's it's really hard for us to say that yeah. and like have you believe us because it's because it's Right. It, this when, is something that you could I could see, you know, you're you doing on like Penn and Teller Fool Us or mm -hmm. AGT because it's going to be so clean. Yeah. Um it it almost, you know, it's definitely a different trick than like Skinner's Money or Penguin Money or whatever you you know, however you want to describe it. But that's like a flawless trick that you could do on TV. This is kind of like the same thing. Yeah. Right? Where you just, it's perfect. If I, I have carried around Ricochet in my uh, everyday carry for gigs for years. Mm. And I think I'm going to switch to Backfire because it, Backfire is the one I do on TV. Like, I think you hit the nail on the head. Yeah. If I was going to take that trick onto television, Backfire's the version I'd do. Yeah, right? Oh, man. I love all of our Paul yeah. stuff. It's, <laughs> it's so, so well thought out, so good. But yeah, again, no moves, right? Like I think if you're familiar with some of the older routines, you might have the, you might be know that there's a couple things that you have to do if you're doing mm -hmm. the Asher Twist stuff, or yeah. you know, there's some half passes involved. None yeah. of that. Yeah. Absolutely none of that. I was kind of shocked when when I just watched this. I was like, man. This is an incredible, incredible routine. Backfire by R. Paul Wilson. Check it out. That was Backfire by R. Paul Wilson, available at penguinmagic.com. Now, back to my conversation with Inyaki Zabaleta. Well, I imagine my accent should be very funny for them. Yeah. Um, I think they like very much it. In fact, sometimes when I start speaking, I, I do it on purpose. I just uh, say, uh, thank you. When when I when I opening with the musical act normal mm -hmm. uh, in the stage shows and then I go and say thank you. I make mm -hmm. a pause and say thank you. People applause mm -hmm. and then I start speaking in Mandarin. Say okay, hello, my name is Iñaki Zabaleta. I'm from mm -hmm. Argentina. I do all this in in Mandarin and and sort uh, of shock them and they're yes, just like, it's like they clap again. <laughs> it's like you know, I, yeah. I imagine they like because not a lot of people mm -hmm. take the, the work of uh, learning the language. Mm -hmm. um, of course, if you are in a different country, you should uh, learn the language to oh, speak yeah. there. I, I, this is very interesting to me. Um, a few years ago, I traveled through Peru, and I had a fantastic mm -hmm. time. And I, uh, I spent a long time in Southern California working in a bank. And so I speak, uh, I do Spanish very well with numbers, uh, mm -hmm. but I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not terribly fluent. I understand a lot more than I speak. But my guides would ask me to do magic. Uh, in areas and I would do magic for them and mm -hmm. they could understand it but when they asked me to do magic for other people I was totally lost yeah. and and uh, but it's interesting that I think I could analyze my effects and understand exactly what I was going to say and what was required to get it across yeah and also you know and this I, I must agree Master Juan Tamariz the mm -hmm. effect 
is is in magic is uh, amazing mm -hmm. so maybe you are saying nothing yeah and maybe sometimes we magicians fall in love with our presentations mm -hmm. but they are not such an important important thing is the effect yeah and even without speaking a word mm -hmm. you can do very strong magic mm -hmm. of course you 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 go in the field of the visual magic mm -hmm. but you do coin across and people's going to die and you're yeah. not going to say nothing just hand the coins and yeah everybody understand coins go from one hand to the other in, in an impossible way and it's impossible mm -hmm. and that's what magic is impossible and so now your routines are much more detailed and varied and you're able to sort of joke with people in now in yes Chinese. in Chinese now, yeah. now now I can do as the same as I did in the penguin something. oh so the lecture that you performed uh, yeah, yeah, for our I, audience and then lectured on yeah, uh, yeah, yeah I can perform mostly way, in the same way I can perform in English mm -hmm. so speaking strangely yeah. like I speak but yeah. uh, I think yeah. people can understand so now you can do that act in English, Spanish, and Chinese. And Chinese. Uh, are yes. you any plans to expand it into Russian, French, or Finnish? Depend next contract. You know? <laughs> <laughs> next contract offer is yeah. just uh, it, I learned it. But you you were mentioning that now that you understand this process, you could do it again if you were to get a like a, a say a contract in France. Yes, it's yeah. I, I have to do it in French. Uh, probably I need maybe twenty or one month to put uh, for sure working with someone who, or who can, speaks or with French. a translator yeah. who can yeah. help me. But now knowing the process. I can uh, I think I can do it easily I can mm -hmm. put uh, together 20 minutes or 25 minutes shows speaking in other language How, easily. You now your act is also very funny there's a lot of uh, I know you checked with both myself and Dan Harlan on uh, there's a joke you do where you cross your fingers to make sure yeah. it would work culturally yeah uh, is the act in Chinese uh, as funny as it is in English or Spanish yeah 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 it's as funny as it is but for, for example this joke they don't know what it is because oh. the fingers not it doesn't they translate. don't understand no but um you know humor uh is a lot about uh, uh rhythm mm -hmm. and faces sometimes for me so also i try to take advantage of I i'm not speaking well mm -hmm. and this kind of stuff and also uh it's a little try and error mm -hmm. when when you do this try mm -hmm. and error uh, but also if you are, uh, are a perceptive person you understand where the, the mm -hmm. people goes and you can experience and this help you to to, to go in that way and and, and mm -hmm. to achieve uh, success in, in this in this field do you work with other Chinese performers to add more humor that is specific to the language uh, while you're while you're working in China no no, no? in fact um, I, I ask uh, anyone, uh, oh, anyone for example yeah if I uh, I have friends there so mm -hmm. because living there I have a special one friend who mm -hmm. helped me a lot but she was not a magician she was, mm -hmm. Uh, she working with me there in other stuff and and also uh, sometimes I ask uh, anyone the chauffeur the driver yeah. the taxi driver whatever yeah. uh, also when I was uh, learning I mm -hmm. just try to try to have conversation with anyone yeah. because I want to practice yeah and uh, the problem is at the middle of the conversation I don't understand nothing <laughs> you know I only know how to say okay the climate today is very very nice and say oh yes yeah. you can speak mother and start speaking and yeah. just completely blank I have no idea what he said but okay that's right. the way you're you, going to learn eh? you can go to a restaurant and uh, what would you like for dinner I have a red handkerchief and a yeah. blue handkerchief yeah, 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 yes <laughs> the, this kind of stuff yes 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 oh, that's great. so what is uh, so what is the area that you're working at in China when you do this contract because you mentioned having this big theater you're performing at and mm. in a street I, I was working I was working in a marvelous um, a complex it's mm -hmm. called uh, in Chinese you say Changlong it's mm -hmm. a chime, chime long in, in English mm -hmm. uh, it's like uh, for making an idea it's like Disneyland but, oh okay uh, this kind of big park. big theme park you have of. a theme park mm -hmm. you have a big circus mm -hmm. with the 3,000 people 
and now they build new one with 8,000 people. Wow. And you have uh, uh, three big hotels. Mm -hmm. Now they build also a fourth hotel, very big. Just yes, enormous. Yes, a giant, giant. Yeah. Maybe in the park you can have uh, uh, 1,000 people in one day. Wow. Uh, uh, sorry, 100,000 100,000 people in one day. And in the circus, in the hot season, uh, you have 3,000 people and you do three or four shows a day. Wow. So you, and is your, uh, when you say circus, is it on a stage, like a proscenium stage, or is it no, totally no, no. in it's, the round? No, uh, no, it's surrounded. Oh, surrounded. Yeah. Oh, and are you doing this act surrounded? I, no, no, not the whole act, because I only need to do uh, six minutes. Oh, okay. I do the Meister's Dream there. Oh, okay. And also I do the Nat egg mm -hmm. yes uh, this which is routine uh, i can't wait for our listeners to see you do this mm. nut yeah. egg orange I, pill I, I do this routine um so so you do that in the circus and then you yeah. perform in other areas as well then i perform in in a dinner restaurant okay so there i have a oh, stage like, maybe 300 people having dinner have okay. stage that was easy when i started because i do musical act there and that's it oh, just, just uh, uh, totally in silence yeah 15 minutes and that's it and then mm -hmm. i do the other one i have to do half an hour mm -hmm. Uh, on the lobby in the hotel and, in the uh, lobby of the hotel yes and uh, that's where you have a lot of people coming wow. and you have to interact with the people oh man well Inyagi thank you so much uh, I, for joining me on the podcast was my pleasure and this for will sure. definitely not be the last time we see you because I love your act and I can't wait I, to see more I hope so I hope so we see we see you often I hope so that's going to do it for this week, kids. Thanks so much to Inyaki for the conversation, and thanks to you for listening. If you don't already own his Effect Discarded Aces and want to see what it looks like, I highly recommend checking out Inyaki's appearance on Fool Us. The trick is really good, and I can't recommend it enough. On the show next week, I'll be talking to one of the hardest-working mentalists in the business. Christopher Carter hails from Chicago and has been performing at colleges and corporate events all over the country. His lecture contains some killer material. We talk about making the transition from college to corporate, his background in theater, and so much more. Be sure to tune into the Facebook live stream that Nick Capo and I do on Sunday nights at 9 p.m. where we count down the top 20 tricks of the week. If you saw us last week, you probably saw when we had Mr. Tango on via Skype to perform one of his live effects. The show is a wild time where we take viewer questions, get hands-on with products in the top 20, and so much more. As always, we're a weekly podcast, so be sure to like and subscribe as well as share your favorite episodes on the social media platform that sparks joy for you. If you wanted to reach out to me about anything on this week's show, be sure to spray paint it on a wall when you're rushing that spike in Valorant. But if insanely difficult team-based PC shooter games aren't your thing, you can hit me up on Instagram at Eric Tate. That's at E-R-I-K-T-A-I-T. -I -I From me and everyone else here at the P3 Magic Studios, practice, practice, wear a mask. Thank you.